0: daily inspiration podcast on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes, let's go.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos, and I am really excited t- today because I have an incredible guest for you here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. So let me go ahead and introduce him to you His name is Michael Ayalon, also goes as Mike. He is a professional speaker, entrepreneur, and author. He has headlined over 400 presentations across 200 college campuses in 35 states to bring light on pressing problems such as sexual assault prevention, hazing prevention, alcohol drug abuse prevention, and motivation in student organizations. Mike is also the CEO of Greek University, an educational platform that has inspired countless institutions across North America in identifying, understanding, and resolving current social issues. You can learn more about him and his company at greekuniversity.org. Also, fun fact, he has a podcast show called The Fraternity Foodie, and you can also watch the video version of his podcast show at youtube.com forward slash Inc. Mike, welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much, Jen. That's a wonderful introduction. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, I'm just so uh, I'm I'm curious to know, do you feel like you um, ever moved on from college? Because I feel there's definitely like I have professors that I looked up to that I still look up to to this day where there was something about that college experience that just inspired them to to stay there and to continue not not in a bad way, of course, but to continue to nurture um, that environment and that campus culture, because you know, just like everything you listed, these, these issues are so real and still so uh, prevalent today.
2: I love the campus culture. I went back to get my master's degree not too long ago because I missed it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just love working with college students. I think that they're going to change the world. I think this yeah. generation is absolutely incredible. So for all of those who think that this generation is lazy or somehow not capable, I will tell you as somebody who works with them every single day, they are amazing. They are doing incredible stuff. They motivate me and they are going to just change the world for the better. So um, I'm a huge fan of college. Campuses, And uh, I just love giving them the tools they need in order to be successful. So I think about my own college experience Mm -hmm. and what I was missing back then. And now Greek University is that resource. So that way students can go and get all the information they need to be successful in their student organization and also for life.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about the creation of Greek University, because I feel like these issues are so well known on many campuses and people deal with it or people deal with it or offer programs in their own way. But how is it specifically that you decided to create Greek University?
2: It's a great question. I think uh, essentially from 2012 to 2015, uh, I was the executive director of Sigma Pi Fraternity, and we have uh, a little over 120 chapters And in visiting all of these chapters, I kept noticing the same three problems creeping up on just about every single college campus that I would visit. Mm -hmm. It was always alcohol and drug abuse. It was sexual assaults. It was hazing. And that's not just within the fraternities. That's all organizations. That's the band. That's athletics. That's everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I said to myself, after three years of doing that, I said, I have to work on every single college campus to make sure that it's safe. And selfishly, I have a couple of kids myself, so I have mm. a, a freshman in high school and a sophomore in high school right now. So they're going to be on a college campus in a couple of years. I want to make sure that they come home in one piece. Right.
1: And so right. for
2: me, you know, it's just all about making these college campuses safer. Um, and so I think that we're doing that every single day. And that's what motivates me to, to continue doing this work. So really I just saw a problem on a college campus that I wanted to solve. Yeah. I felt that I had some unique abilities and a unique insight that I can connect with Students and give them the resources they need to be successful, and it's just grown since then. We started Greek University in 2015, back Mm -hmm. then it was just me, and Mm -hmm. now we're up to 14 speakers that just canvas all of North America from Maine to California on all of these different topics that I never really thought initially we were going to cover, but I just saw a need. So, you know, now we're getting into things like diversity, equity, and inclusion in student organizations, we're getting into healthy masculinity. Healthy relationships, Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, mental health, um, uh, recruitment—all of these different topics—and it's just great to to be wanted, to be needed, and the students just love it.
1: Yeah, you know, when I so I graduated San Diego State University back in 2011, so I'm like ten, almost ten years removed now, and um, I remember the toxic environments. You know, I remember uh, just you know, I, I, yeah, I remember those toxic environments and I'm curious to know, like, how do you, what, what breeds that? What, and and for me, I think the reason for me is that like after high school, uh, college was less rigid in my opinion. And so maybe I just, I felt like I had more of a sense of freedom to explore myself. And so in your personal experience, and even from what you noticed working with students, what do you think breeds, um, oftentimes a very toxic or unsafe environment for our college students?
2: Well, you do have to remember, of course, this is the first time, like you mentioned, that they're basically living on their own, making their own decisions Mm -hmm. without having their parents in terms of oversight on a daily basis. So I, I certainly think that that's part of it. I think um, you know, when you look at, you know, social media, you look at movies and all of that influence that students are getting. Um, I just think, you know, like videos, for example, you know, I remember um, like music videos, for example, totally mm-hmm. different today than when we were in college. Right. And so I think about the influence that has on today's students in terms of thinking that that's reality. But the truth is, that's not reality at all. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just about having open and honest conversations with the students about, like, let's say what a healthy relationship really looks like. It's not what you see in that music video. And (laughs) so it's really important to have those discussions about what a healthy relationship is and what people are looking for and just to have open communication with each other. So if we're in a relationship, we should have conversations about what do you want out of this relationship? Right what do I want out of this relationship Um, and make sure that we have mutual understanding and empathy for each other. And I think that, you know, that's really what it boils down to is just having empathy for other people. Sometimes I think that that gets lost uh, in today's society and I'm trying to bring that back. I want to make sure that we have empathy for each other. If we do just that and we listen to each other and we have empathy for each other, then our college campuses are going to be much safer. So those are some of the things that we talk about.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think th- you're definitely not the first person I've spoken to recently who um, is a part of this. And I'm, I'm dubbing the name right now, like this empathetic revolution, <laughs> you know, where we provide more empathy, uh, in, in, in any aspect of your life in any setting that you're in. Um, and so I feel like a lot of people are maybe stepping because we are, I, I keep hearing this often too, you know, we are in the fourth day, de- uh, fourth stage of the industrial revolution, it's more than just being task oriented. It's more than just fitting in, um, into the, and into the group think and everything. It's actually like individuating ourselves, but also, uh, respecting and honoring other people with their differences. And, you know, I appreciate what you're doing with Greek university because, you know, I, am again, I go back to my college years and, um, unless I studied communication, which I didn't, you know, I heard about through friends, I guess, who, who majored in it. We didn't really have the tools to communicate. Uh, to have healthy, safe, open communication with our peers um, and, and really with, with anyone. And so I, I appreciate your um, just kind of passion and advocacy, you know, to push us out there and to uh, provide the tools and the resources and the verbiage and the language so that our students can better communicate with one another and create a safer environment for everyone
2: that's what it boils down to is just better communication skills. And I think because of social media, because today's students are really buried in their phones mm-hmm. quite often. Um, and, you know, I think about TikTok and, you know, the time that it takes to go down this rabbit hole, two hours are gone and, and oh you'll gosh. never get that back. Yeah. And so, you know, I think about how people communicate on today's college campuses. And many times it's, you know, it's swiping right, swiping left. Yeah. And where's the communication. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I really do encourage the students, that I work with to put down their phones and just focus on real relationships, real communication, uh, real conversations. It's so much easier to turn to your phone when you're feeling stressed out. But instead of turning to your phone, I, I would highly recommend that you look to a friend, look to your fraternity brother, look to your sorority sister, look to somebody that's in your organization and have a cup of coffee and, and just communicate with each other face-to-face. I think if we do that and we focus on the real human relationships versus you know this relationship that we have with our device, uh, yeah. then <laughs> I think that we're gonna start to get somewhere in terms of that communication that's so needed to mm-hmm. resolve some of these problems that we're seeing on college campuses. It's really about just that good communication and having yeah. those skills, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, again, I, I just love everything that is coming out of your mouth, you know, talking about the phone for a little bit. I recently like, caught myself um, having anxiety with my phone. And a couple of weeks ago, my husband and I went on um, a road trip into the mountains. And I I remember I was complaining to him, like, I was like, I just want to unplug. I just want to unplug. I don't want to be on my phone. I'm always on my phone. And when we got to this hotel, there was no Wi Fi. So we literally like had to unplug. And at first, I was not okay with that, obviously. But um, in those days that we were there, I actually appreciated it. I felt less anxious. I felt, I was like, you know what? I was really just looking at my phone to look at my phone. Like, like no one was trying to call me. There was, there was, there's rarely ever an emergency, Um, you know, thank God. But it's like, other than that, it's like, why did I have to keep looking at my phone? And so having come back from that vacation, I've done a pretty good job just putting my phone face down, putting it on silent or, you know, having uh, certain notifications off. And let me tell you, I, I feel great. (laughs) You know, I feel great. I feel present. I feel happier. And uh, I think that's something, unfortunately, that this kind of phone uh, era of us of us depending on it so much has really uh, you know it, it's kind of a double-edged sword like how much access it's given us to so many things but at the same time um we we don't turn off we don't feel like we feel like we we have to always look at it or be attached to it and so it's very it's a very interesting phenomena
2: Yeah, that is real. That anxiety that you feel is absolutely real. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's really what I'm trying to fight. Um, You know, I would say to you that the person who gets six likes on their Instagram post versus the person who gets 6,000 likes Mm -hmm. on their Instagram post, what's common between the two? Neither one of those people feel like they got enough likes on their post. (laughs) You're chasing something that will never end, right? And so, and there's a reason why when you scroll down on your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed that they instantly put another message on top, Mm -hmm. they want you to feel that you're going to be missing out if you're not here. True. Right. Yeah. So your brain is getting all of this dopamine every time that you get a notification. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think about how quickly you reach for your phone when you get some kind of a notification that says somebody tagged you in a photo, yeah. you are going to be on your Facebook page or your Instagram page so fast to yeah. make sure that that photo is okay or not. Okay. Yeah. And so this is what it's doing to us. And yeah. uh, I think we have to recognize that. I think if you're like me, you probably have felt like your phone Vibrating when it wasn't even on you, like when Mm -hmm. it was like on a kitchen table, and think about what that's doing in your. It's like you just sense it. It wasn't even on you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're like I sense a notification. I didn't hear it. I didn't feel it, but I sense it.
2: (laughs) And that's a problem. And so I think you know we really need to take control of social media versus the the social media controlling us. Yeah. And so these are some of the things that we talk about on. Uh, college campuses. And I'd like to get back to those real conversations. I think if we can do that, then we're going to make tremendous progress. But, uh, it's so hard because just like you said, that anxiety is real. And I I also wonder what that does to our egos, what that does to, um, how we view ourselves um, we're constantly comparing ourselves to somebody else's best day on an Instagram post right. with filters and everything else that's right. there what does that do to us from you know a mental health standpoint um, you know we're constantly comparing ourselves to somebody else's vacation mm. or you know what they're doing and, and what we're doing is not nearly as good enough as what our friends are up to right. um, and so you know these are things that I think are, are really troublesome and uh, I think that's what's causing a lot of the problems that you see in terms of mental health needs uh, mm-hmm. right now
1: yeah, you know, speaking of which, uh 2020 uh shifted a lot of things. And so, Mike, I'm curious to know what are maybe the top issues that you are now addressing uh with college students given social distancing, maybe some kids aren't on campus as much as they used to. Maybe there's more cyberbullying, I don't know, but what what do you feel like has shifted in Greek University and how how have you maybe adapted to the times?
2: Sure. So mental health needs are, are much, much higher. So we're doing mm. a lot more mental health uh, programming and education um, to deal with some of the anxiety and depression yeah. that you see when everybody's isolated. Yeah. Um, so those programs have really taken off. Other programs that have done really well right now is diversity, equity, and inclusion.
1: Mm-hmm. So with
2: what's going on with the George Floyd case yeah. and, and yeah. many, many others, mm-hmm. uh, Brianna Taylor, and on and on and on for the last nine months, mm-hmm. um, you know that has really kind of pushed that issue to the forefront. And our students are having amazing discussions about how they can make their own organizations on campus more diverse, more inclusive. And so we have some really great programs that are very interactive where students are answering polls, within Zooms, so Mm. they're actually participating and we're showing them the results live. They're going into small breakout sessions on Zoom. So that way they can have face-to-face conversations with other students about what is working, what is not working on their campus, and what we can do to fix it. Mm-hmm. So those programs have really, really taken off quite a bit. Um, you know, We're still doing a lot of the, the hazing prevention and the sexual mm. assault prevention, the alcohol and drug abuse prevention. So I think substance abuse is probably another piece because of yeah. that isolation. Yeah. You start to see a little bit more on the substance abuse. Um, so those are you know kind of the, the programs that we've seen a lot of demand for.
1: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, that sounds so relevant. Everything you mentioned, the mental health related stuff, um, diversity and inclusion, as well as the alcohol and drug abuse. Um, I I have to shamefully admit that I've drank more during the pandemic than I have in my life. And I'm really just a social drinker that drinks, you know, every once in a while. But, you know, my excuse is like, well, I'm home anyway. And I'm not saying that's a good excuse. That's just one of my excuses uh, to do it. And so I really appreciate you touching upon uh, those three main topics, or at least those are the ones that are in high demand right now now. So, so Mike, for if a student is interested in getting involved in Greek university, how do they find it? And what is the, let's say, what's the onboarding process for them to, uh, to get involved?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Really, it's just a conversation with me. So uh, mm-hmm. to see all the different programs that we offer, to see the bios and the videos of all of our speakers, just go to greekuniversity.org. And on the website, you'll find our phone number. Feel free to uh, to give us a call. And we'll talk about some of the problems that you're seeing on your mm-hmm. college campus and how we can help to solve them, whether that be in person or virtually. So most mm-hmm. of our programs right now are all being done on Zoom. We're able to fit in over up to a thousand students within a Zoom session. Um, And so that's really how we've been tackling that. So it really just starts with a conversation to see what your problems are, what's your need and how we can best help to fix it. So we'll match you up with the right speaker who has the expertise, who has the engagement and who has the passion Mm. that you're going to need to fix some of these issues. But uh, really just starts with a conversation from the website and then a call or an email and uh, we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. So uh, I'm curious to know, because obviously you are very uh, passionate and driven and have the sense of responsibility to do what you do with Greek university and college campuses uh, all around. Um, Is there one particular story or testimonial that had really touched you Mm. that affirmed to you, I'm so glad I'm doing what I'm doing?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, I could think of numerous uh, situations like that. I think the one that kind of uh, jumps to mind is uh, a recent sexual assault prevention uh, Mm. presentation that I did on a college campus in Michigan. And um, basically, during the conversation, you know, I have these couple of slides that I basically talk about this is what yes sounds like, and this is what no sounds like. Mm. And I literally list 20 different ways that a college student might say yes, and Mm -hmm. 20 different ways that a college student might say no. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: what was so remarkable about it was the women in the audience literally were snapping and clapping because this is not something that is talked about openly. Mm -hmm. And here we have a male figure up on the stage who is a fraternity man who's up there (laughs) explaining to all the students that this is what yes and no sounds like, but nobody had ever had that conversation with them. Right. So that was so moving. And then afterwards, of course, there were many women that came up to me, you know, to really just to say thank you for having that conversation because mm-hmm. nobody had ever come onto that college campus to have that conversation and to make it a safer place. And all we have to do is just openly communicate, you yeah. know, with each other about what it is that we want and to pay attention to those cues, have empathy. But just by talking about it openly, I think we made real progress on that college campus that day. And yeah. I just look back at that and I said, you know, We made this campus safer today. Mm. Um, And that made me feel really, really proud. So, anytime something like that happens, um, you just know that you're doing the right thing and you feel really good about the work you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would I would be happy and fulfilled and be like, oh, my God, I could do more of this if I were able to receive that kind of feedback, because, you know, sexual assault is a real thing that happens on campus. And um, I had some girlfriends back in college where they would um, there was an an event put together called, oh, and I wish I uh, take back the night. And it was really a collection of stories of sexual assault and how they were able to figuratively say, you know, like how I took back the night, how I owned, you know, um, really found closure with that night and moved on from it and everything. Um, But it's such a real thing. And I'm so glad to hear that something like that was like, yeah, like I'm doing the right thing here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, hope and healing is definitely possible. Mm -hmm. So it's all about connecting the students with the right resources. There are plenty of resources on college campuses like counseling centers and Mm -hmm. others. I really spend a lot of my time, number one, educating about what resources are available on college Mm -hmm. students that have been impacted by a sexual assault. But I also spend a lot of time on the prevention side. I Mm -hmm. want to try to prevent this from even happening to another college student. So Mm -hmm. I usually start out with that, which is that when I'm speaking to a college campus, I know that 25% of the audience has been impacted by a sexual assault themselves. Yeah. And so I say that, I acknowledge that and say, listen, I'm here to, to number one, help get you connected to resources, but I'm also here to prevent it from happening to anybody else on this campus. Yeah. So you know, bear with me here. I, I hear you, I see you, right. And you're important to me and we're going to work together to make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else. And I think once those ground rules are set, we can make some really great progress together.
1: Wow. Beautifully said. Mike, uh, anything else that you want our listeners to know about Greek University?
2: Hey, listen, I'm just here trying to solve problems. So please, Mm -hmm. you know, reach out to me, whether it be on social media, we're at Greek University, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, you know, feel free to send me a a DM there. Uh, Feel free to check out our YouTube account, youtube.com slash Greek University Inc., Uh, check out the fraternity foodie podcast. There's over 90 uh, episodes and 90 interviews that we really just work with some of the best people in the industry to figure out what do we need to do to make our college campuses safer. So check out all of that content, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM and let us know how we can help you. I'm just here to serve and make college campuses safer. But, um, I just love hearing from your audience, your listeners, um, and just talking to more people to see how we can better serve. And maybe there's something out there that we need to be doing that we're not. So yeah. that's why I just love talking to college students about the issues they're having and how I can help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mike, thanks so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here today. I feel inspired and hopeful that our college students will, um, you know, really create a safer environment for one another. And really just thank you for being a part of that.
2: Of course, it's my pleasure. That's what I'm passionate about. And that's what I suggest everybody out there do just work on what you're passionate about, mm. work on what you're dreaming about. Because if you do that, you will get to the, the greatest heights in your industry, you know, so just make sure you're doing what you're passionate about and the rest will take care of itself.
1: Wonderful. With that said, this is Michael Ayalon, who is the CEO of Greek University, also the podcast host for Fraternity Foodie. You can learn more about him and his company at greekuniversity.org. With that said, thanks so much for joining us and we'll chat with you the next episode. Tune in thanks next time. You. Yeah. Thanks, Mike.
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit Up My Influence.